Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Giant Pod with me, Andy Rintmore. My guests this week is James Joseph and James Biss of James and the Cold Gun. We caught up with those guys while they were here in Froome playing the Cheese and Grain. So big thank you to the Cheese and Grain for letting us use their space to record this episode. We talk about the origins of the band. We talk about the sound. We talk about the crying fans. (laughs) We talk about fandom. Uh, We talk about famous friends. We talk about holding down a job while you're trying to tour and be a a functioning professional musician. We talk about James Joseph's time in holding absence and the origins of their moth uh, logo. We talk about the tattoos of that thing that's flying around. We talk about all kinds of things. It was a really good time with these guys. Great to catch up. Great to spend some time with them. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. So here it is. It's James and the Cold Gun. Enjoy. Oh god, I just I just fucking want to bin this thing. So um, I'm used to, obviously used to having TMs and stuff of holding absence, and I forgot. Here we go. Here's the rock. I know. Here's the rock star. But like I, I'm used to having staff. I never um, for ages I was like, oh fucking TM in. It's just like you don't need a TM. Like mm. we didn't fold an absence really, but we all got lazy. Yeah. And when when one person in a band gets lazy, that like makes everyone lazy. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. So you start hi- people start hiding for load ins and load outs, and then before you know it, there's just nobody left to do either. Right. But it's back to fucking square one now, and it's just like constantly people being like, "What's the code for this door? Where's the Wi-Fi for this? What's that?" Like, oh, so you've assumed tour manager um, your phone, right? But it's also promoters, just things that they don't really need to know until the day. On on like smaller shows, it doesn't matter. It's just like we'll just arrive at four and we'll just see what happens. Right. But it's a lot of that. Oh. Okay, I like that though. I'm just used to that. I'm used to having this road. Oh, fuck's sake! I'm all right. Glad we're not recording. I get. A, oh, we are, aren't we? <laughs> I could tell when you started that. Harry was like, "This is good shit. We're gonna." Get oh, no. We do this. We sort of sneak up on you. Um, yeah, I get a bit like that with th- with this stuff. Like when people ask me to, like, "Oh, will you come and do this event or th- that event?" Or like, I always have to say to them, "Okay, if you go on the website." And you look for my mugshot and you scroll down, you'll find my assistant's email address. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go through my assistant, everything's fine. And I always feel like such a dickhead. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. But but it's like they these roles exist for a reason mm-hmm. because there's so much like micromanaging bullshit mm-hmm. that you you don't have the mental CPU for to just like you just need you need someone to be like, okay, uh, Andy, you're, you're due here at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, uh, yes, thank you. Um, who am I meeting? Oh, her name's Anne. This is her number. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like, for sure. I, I need a bit of babysitting. <laughs> we all need a bit of babysitting. Absolutely. But yeah, I've wanted to get you guys on the podcast for ages because I know you're not that far away because you're only in, where are you? you're not in Bristol, you're in Wales. Yeah, yeah. Cardiff. Um, and, and you messaged me the other day saying, oh, I'm with Will from Creeper and he, he wants to meet you about this punk rock mayor shit. Yeah, well, we were talking about how um, we were sort of looking at the routine and I think because he is so busy, well, obviously he hasn't been for the past two years, 
But because he's so busy, he hadn't really looked at the, the routing much. He was looking, he was like, Froom, that's a strange one. And, and I think because it's not your, you know, because it's not on every tour poster, it is, it is, it is going to make someone go like, oh, what's that then? And I, out of nowhere, I was like, I know the mayor of Froom. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I gave him a big duo up. I was like, he's a punk rock mayor. Like, you look at his picture. And I was like, and he was like, I need to meet this guy. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's why I, uh, I thought, yeah. Let's well, get you down. I haven't met him yet. He's sleeping at the moment, isn't he? That's so, it. yeah, I'm actually looking forward to meeting him. Um, I was listening to some Creeper earlier, the last two, because I bought that From Here to Eternity album when yeah. it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that. Um, and I hadn't caught up with the last two albums. I was listening to them earlier. So good. Yeah. They're so good. Have you listened to Salem yet? Uh, yes, we were listening to a little bit uh, earlier on. Cool. Um, it's great. It's just like poppy, hooky. Um, melodies mm. under sort of like angry boy music i love it yeah it's amazing yeah, but yeah great to get you on and when you were like oh yeah we're playing in Froome on sunday i first of all i was like how do i not fucking know this <laughs> how do i not know this yeah and then i was like all right i messaged harry straight away i was like harry we're gonna get we're gonna get a pod uh a studio set up and we're gonna get this done while they're here nicely so done. we don't have to travel to um Wales. Where are you in Wales, Cardiff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a nice day out if you do want to travel for another one. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we might. We, we're thinking about doing some on the road stuff, aren't we? I want to go to London and get, um, I want to get Dave Courtney. Oh, yeah. You know, the gangster. Yeah. I, I've, I spoke to him on FaceTime um, no way. last year. And he was like, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Right, mate. Oh, I'm a bit pissed, so we won't talk money now. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I need to, we need to get on the road a little bit and get some stuff in London done and um, hang out with some gangsters. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so tell me, tell me about the cold gun. It seems to be going very well. Like, immediately seemed to be going very well. Like, as soon as you guys announced um, it was a thing, um, it was like oh straight away BBC representation and 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 all that and I'm, I'm guessing that some of that comes from your having been in holding absence. Um, how quickly did that come together? Well, it, I guess from the outside it looked like that, but obviously we started the band uh, about six months before the pandemic. So we started the band whilst I was still touring with holding absence, and we were chipping away at it in any bit of free time either of us had. And then throughout the two years of being locked down or being in lockdown. And um, so, so to us, it doesn't feel like it came that quick. But I think we worked hard to try and make it look that way. You right. know, it's very much like, um, I always say it's a bit like a swan, you know, like people only see the, oh, cool, you're on radio. Well, people don't see like us in the garage, just like trying to figure out how to turn on our amps. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. They do say that, don't they, about stuff that like appears to be like an overnight success. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, but you, you haven't seen the the five years of grind before that when no one gave a shit or, you know, the, it wasn't out, out there. And then all of a sudden, you know, when people start caring, it looks like it's just come out of nowhere. And I'm always like, I, I'm although I know that, when I see documentaries about people that have like been perceived to have just blown up, I'm always like, always shocked by like, oh, Oh, that was 10 years before that. And it's like, yeah, you know this, Andy. You know, you, you've yeah. been doing this stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. Like, Dude, I'm obsessed way. with... Um, it's, it's quite a bad thing. I think it's just because I'm getting closer to 30 now. But 
I'm obsessed with Googling people and Googling their ages and seeing what when they did their good bit of work. Like, I'm right. like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Biffy Claro didn't do anything good until they were all 27. Right. Like, this, like, I'm constantly trying to, like, find reasons to, like, keep chasing the dream. Right. I mean, I, this happened to me the other day is um, Machine Gun Kelly, think of, I, I've not got any real <laughs> opinion on his music or anything, but, like... I follow his Instagram because I just I find his life a bit fascinating. Yeah. Like it's not real, is it? Oh, it's yeah. not real. It's not like a real life, but it is his real life. Did you hear about that Megan Fox thing? I know he's with Megan Fox. But apparently he had a poster in his bedroom of Megan Fox when he was like 15. That, you know, <laughs> like, like a sexy poster. But they're not <laughs> that, I was with her. But they're not that far apart in age yeah. she's a bit older but the point i'm getting at is he's like 32 or something or mm-hmm. 30 maybe he's 30 maybe she's 34 and i was thinking oh my god like this guy is like a gen z hero but he's 30 something mm. and it made me a bit sort of like because i'm 29 and i think to myself, are you thinking like, of being a gen z hero no no but i'm <laughs> thinking about like if i was doing what he's doing at 32, mm, I'd creepy, feel a it? bit embarrassed about yeah. it. I'd just be like, this is weird. Mm-mm. Like, I'm a grown man mm-hmm. <laughs> acting like a teenager. But it, but it's working for him, isn't it? Dude, the mm. amount of bands that Holding Absence toured with and there's guys between the age of 30 and, th- uh, 30 and 40. And, you know, I don't want to badmouth them, but you can tell it's soul-destroying having to be the same guy. Some of these guys blew up when they were like... 18 and then they've just toured for like 10 plus years on the stuff they did when they were they were 18 right and you can tell there's this element of like they just feel weird about it and and it's like this untalked well yeah it's just such a strange vibe right for a 30 year old man to be playing to you know real youngsters and playing songs that he wrote when he was like 18 about being an angsty teenager right it's a strange one it is odd isn't it it is strange and I don't know, there's so many artists out there that as, as their career develops, they manage to do, to reinvent and reinvent and reinvent or mature and, 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 and distill what they're doing. But there are people that just become their character. Like some of these guys that you're talking about, they'll probably be like, I don't know what else to be now. Like, mm-hmm. this is my shtick. And they probably have a, a feeling that like, if they were anything else, if they if they changed or became a more authentic version of themselves that maybe they would be like rejected. Yeah. It's a it's a risk, isn't it? You like that's that's probably the the hardest part about being a successful musician is the best bands ever were all the bands that took the biggest risks. But then when you're in a band, that if especially if it's going well, that risk could be it's either gonna gonna make you one of the greatest ever bands or it's just gonna make you jobless. Right. Yeah, it's in Tesco. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Yeah, it is weird. So, t- so yeah. So back to the formation. What was the vision that you had in your in your head when when you? So you were in holding absence, which is obviously really. Um, it's really. It's really. It's a dense sound, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is. It's still full on. It's still in your face. It's still filling that that stereo image, for lack of a better term. For sure. Um, but it's different, isn't it? So, t- so is this was this an itch to do something? Uh, more in your personal roots or because I see you're wearing a bad brains thing you've always been repping the punk rock oh, thing yeah, yeah. over the years um 
And I feel like in some ways, like with Guns N' Roses, like Duff McKagan was like always the punk, but they're not really a punk band. So was, it, was there a part of of this with Cold Gun where it was like, okay, let's try and do something that's more like what we're personally inspired by separate to our... Because you, you've you've depth with uh, holding absence and stuff yeah. as well, so you've been in that in that realm with them. So, yeah, what is the the genesis of that? Um, so, oh, sorry, no, you go. No, yeah, go so I was gonna say, I, with, yeah, with other bands before, um, I, th I think with this one, we uh, we had like six months to a year where like we knew we wanted to do a band together because like being in other bands and depping with uh, holding absence as well, like we just got on really well. Um, enjoyed playing together, enjoyed hanging out with the, uh, together, kind of thing, and we just got in the garage and just played music we came up with some terrible terrible songs to start with and it was a lot of figuring out because i think it was more there was a period where we were uh, influenced heavily by one particular french grunge band and i was just like we need this is you know every now and again you find a band and for that week you're like this is it this is it i found mm -hmm. the perfect this is exactly what i was looking for and then like a week later you're like okay maybe maybe it wasn't okay who was this french Grunge Do you remember band. what they were called? Oh, they were called Acme, A-Q-M-E. Right. They, they are still good. But oh, it was, was a good band. It was, <laughs> a weird, it was a weird turn of like, this is it. This is the blueprint, this band. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, there was a lot of figuring out kind of what we wanted to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just ended up being just just loud and fast and mm. that's the stuff we enjoyed and the stuff we like played when we were kids as well, just like growing up, just thrashing about on guitar. Like, yeah. especially going from like, just we got no tracks or anything it's literally just four instruments just plugged in no messing about yeah just riffs yeah. so um so the bands that you grew up listening to if you had to, if you had to take the two two of those bands and they had a musical baby that's such a cliche <laughs> musical baby and that is james nicole gun who who's the parents it's they're, they're they're such big bands so it's never that cool of an answer but gen generally i do think it is it's probably early Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age. Mm -hmm. if, if you're looking for, that is the, we, you know what it's like, when you get older, you want to state like really cool, like, oh, I'm into like mm -hmm. a post-punk band. You'll never hear of it. You've never heard of it, man. They're like, it's probably Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Dave Grohl. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see it's that, like a mix of like some like the hives as well, that kind of like party yeah, kind of yeah, energy. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. cause we do, we do get like, obviously some like, nods to Queens of the Stone Age and everything, but it's like, it's less stonery, like a bit faster as well. It's not as like, kind of- A non-stoned Queens of the Stone right. Age. Right. Well, I get that when I've, you know, the, the stuff from you that I've heard, it, it definitely has, it's got a high energy. Mm -hmm. There's no like, we're in the desert, you know, there's no like, we've come from the desert in with Caius, mm. um, Queens of the Stone Age. It's mm -hmm. got that, like you said, that hives, um, yeah. that hives vibe where it almost feels like a bit of a party. Mm -hmm. um, and if it all sounds like you guys are sort of like bouncing around the studio while you're playing. It's all like sort of high energy. Well, the set's so fast as well. Like every single song we have is just a fast song. So we get up at like, we're just knackered by the end of it. It's like 25 minutes of just straight down you know picking. Um, right. <laughs> we, we weren't necessarily influenced by them when we started. We, we like these bands, but a few people have said like, we sort of sound like that whole... Um, the, like Rocket from the Crypt and like sort of like Fu Manchu, that whole kind of just guitar rock, everything fast and down and like riffy sort of stuff. And and they're probably right. It's it's, it's actually quite nice when people start to tell you what your band sounds like. Right. Because sometimes you don't you don't have a clue. You're just like, well, I don't know, we're just doing our thing. Do you, do you have, have you had anyone tell you that your band sounds like so-and-so and you've actually not been pleased by that? 
Because I've had someone, that before. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if you heard them, but some uh, yesterday, some dude came up to you and he like hugged you and he was like, man, you're awesome. You sound like less than Jake. And, and, oh, shit. <laughs> no, and I was just like, that's like, that's just wrong. Like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with less than Jake. I, I, I can enjoy a bit of Scar every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this, this is a bad take, man. Yeah, it kind of just like went over my head a bit. So I was like, I just wasn't expecting that kind of, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it just comes out no. less than like, Jake. Oh yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's odd, isn't it? What what people hear in because obviously it's it, that, another cliche is when people go, "Oh, these songs don't belong to me anymore." Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're up there now for the people, and it's like it's a bit like, oh, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> um, but it is. But there's a degree of that in there, isn't it? Once you've put that out into the world. Mm-hmm. I guess there is a wrong and a, a right and a wrong answer to that stuff, but it's like you, if someone comes over to you and goes, "Oh man, you remind me of Less Than Jake," then you can't go, "No, we don't." <laughs> don't yeah. say that again. Don't fucking say that again. <laughs> I suppose it's a case of reading the room. Like if the guy, the guy looked chuffed that we sounded like Less Than Jake, so our natural response is, like, "Yeah, yeah. brilliant." Yeah. T-shirts, <laughs> yeah, my favorite like band. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, great friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> Nothing less than Jake. Yeah. Know. Interesting. Yeah, it is, it is interesting. Yeah, when people start telling you For what sure. you sound like, I've had I have had that before. Where I, I can't remember what it was, but they've like, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, you guys sound like such and such. It's like, oh. no. <laughs> well, if I'd known that when we were writing it, I'd have gone the other way, yeah. <laughs> done something else. Oh. But yeah, we're just having fun with it. Like like this this band feels like we're fifteen again because we're both just sort of going into a garage playing guitars like really loud and just we're we're kind of mucking about until for, for the most part and then we're sort of we've i think we've both agreed that if we can try and muck about to a professional level that'd be pretty pretty damn good <laughs> isn't that what we all do honestly yeah <laughs> come to Froome tonight we'll be mucking around <laughs> half an hour we just wing it to a professional level yeah. i think that's what most people do isn't it it keeps it fun though doesn't it yeah. like it's, it's so easy to get really serious about things and like, especially I remember you saying before about like studio time as well. Like it's sometimes it just feels like, oh shit, we got to get this done. Like you got to be like really scheduled and this and that. And like the, like the last songs we recorded were just really fun in the studio. It's like the most professional, but also the best time we've had as well. Right. It's like, it's weird how it can be fun and productive as well. Like, And do you think that that obviously lends itself to greater creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't sure. feel sort of like, pardon the the um, pun like, under the gun. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So tell me that I've what I find the most interesting. Well, not the most interesting, but one of the things I find really interesting about uh, this band is that it's kind of got this duo vibe going on. Although you're you're not playing every instrument in the studio, are you? Are you, or, are you, or are you? Um, oh no, we got um, sessions from yeah. um, right. drums and bass. We probably could. He's a really good drummer, but I mean, I thought, well, there's. <laughs> take it. Take yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. He could Less, be a really Jake, good, drummer. good drummer. Yeah, I'll take it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bring him my yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, he used to drum in less than Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> um, I think we we. Because, because nowadays everything is digital up until a certain point. When we demo, it is just us two. We we write and and James does play drums, so we get that we finish the songs just together. But but studio drumming, as you as you're aware, is is a little bit tricky at times. So we've got a session. Going yeah, I'm not that. that good. 
I can make it sound really tight on the grid. On right. Logic. <laughs> That's the problem with the being quantized. able to, to do yeah. things on the grid as well. We write the drums for Dave Grohl to pr- play them or for like, you know, Joey C to play them. <laughs> And then we need to try and find someone in Cardiff who can do that. Do right. That. Okay. Interesting. So you, so you program, right. So you, right. So you do write it all. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so cool. that's why you guys get all the glory. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, other yeah. band. Oh. <laughs> really good. Um, it, it, we, um, we actually track it. Um, we track like, the drums live with everyone. We just got in a room and just played the songs over and over again to get that like kind of live feel. Right. And um, yeah, especially the first stuff we we couldn't afford to like have live drums or do anything. So it was all just done in a bedroom. Um, um, yeah, like midi drums. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. The first like, I think the first like four, four tracks or something mm. we released. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. It's because... Yeah, it's because Abe's really good. Fucking nailed Our producer it. Abe, yeah. is really right? Good. He's like <laughs> he is like a just a nerd for it. He's really right. good. Like he's yeah, he's mm-hmm. good at that. He's, yeah, he smashed it. Like to the, yeah, to the point. Like unless you kind of told someone, you wouldn't really realize. But like we always felt it because we knew you know it. It's there. Dude, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah, I'm gonna go and listen later, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like. So the like that it, snare's the same every snare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abe's a funny one because he wishes he had a. So his studio is just in an apartment, uh, kind of like a room like this. So he can't have drums. So he's actually spent a long time perfecting the art of like humanizing MIDI drums. Right. So he'll get the he'll get the thing up on the screen, and obviously when we've put them in, everything is a perfect hit. So you got mm-hmm. cymbal hits, and it's just a. Perfect. Yeah. He probably gave he'll, it all red. He'll <laughs> jump on there, and it'll, it's quite a painstaking process. But he'll spend ages clicking it, moving it ever so slightly out, put it in the volumes, different levels, different attacks, and, and it, it, like it's, it's hilarious because it's that much effort to then try and make it sound like like a human, right? So, but it's a lot of it's so much effort and time put into something that no one is supposed to notice has ever happened. Yeah. Which is kind of weirdly, yeah. It's a, it's strange, a strange mission. Isn't it's a strange it? workaround. But then again, being in a small band or being a small producer, there's, it's pretty much all you do is find strange workarounds for things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I find that interesting. Then it's that it's like you've you've marketed it as YouTube, but I guess that's that's why because you've written it all. There's that, and there's honestly, it's hard to find the people who want to still try and do it at the level that we're hoping to, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it was hard enough trying to find... So um, the guys we've got on drums and bass now for this tour, it was hard enough trying to find people who were willing to go on a, I think, what is it, like a 24-day run? Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, everyone wants to do it. Everyone wants well, to. You think everyone, everyone thinks want, they want to yeah. do it. Yeah. Until the, you go, right, well, you've got to ask your boss now for a, yes. for a month yeah. of unpaid holiday. And then they all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. get a bit mm, it, it's tough it. man like mm-hmm. everyone Your girlfriend isn't happy about me going <laughs> no mine certainly well mine's pretty cool like she knows that I'm a lifer now right she probably regrets getting with me but we're too far we're too far we're <laughs> far gone <laughs> trapped yeah but um, everyone in holding absence it was the same they got to a point where certain members left because they realized that they didn't want to have to get a new job every time a long tour came up. Whereas whereas the rest of the guys who are still in that band, they've either got cool bosses who let them take the time off or, so for example, Ash, who drums in Holding Absence, he just works at a coffee shop until they sack him because he can't, you know, he keeps asking him time off, then goes to another one. And, it, you know, it, it's 
it's not for everyone because it's going to ruin your CV and it's, yeah. it's a lot of heads, you know, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. But then ultimately you get to be in a band, which is the dream really, isn't it? Like yeah. being able to do stuff all around the world. And are you are you guys trying? What what would you are you guys already thinking about like stuff like legacy? Because I mean, I was chatting to Harry about this earlier about holding absence. Is like if holding absence stopped right now, there's I don't know how many tattoos there oh, are. Dude, it's mad, isn't it? Of that um, moth skeleton yeah. thing. Um, that would continue, wouldn't it? There's there's momentum in that, isn't there? Yeah, Where yeah. that would uh, like I, I know I know Joel from More Than Life, and mm. they've not done anything for like ten years, but they're still. We were talking about More Than Life to. last night because so our drummer he's filled in for More Than Life a few times. He played in 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 all those bands in that scene. Yeah, and we were saying we don't know why that band doesn't just do a tour a year to just cash in on and, and almost make their money back for all the effort they put in in yesteryear. Because in Europe, that band is still just has diehard fans at yeah. the drop of a hat that would just fill, you know, a 200 cap venue or something for them. Yeah, I mean, easily. Um, they could put out a new line of merch yep. on their website. I'd probably now, buy one. And it would just sell out. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's like, it's almost like, hey, you want two grand? Yeah. That's what you got to do. Like it'd just be easy, it'd be easy money the, at this um, point. But they don't, they don't go down that route. No, it's no. interesting. It I respect, interesting. I respect it when bands don't milk it because there's. I'm not going to name any names, but there's definitely bands that I feel like they ruin their legacy by suddenly realizing they can make money again and just just spaffing stuff out. Um, but yeah, with with uh, I was just going to say with the holding absence moth, um, that was that moth was never meant to be such a big thing right. it was going to be artwork for one single and myself and Faisal um, who used to be in the band as well we bought it off a guy on Instagram for 20 quid we saw it on his Instagram he's just uh, he's just he's this Viking dude right. who lives in the middle of nowhere and just does these crazy kind of skeletal figures um, we're like yeah that's cool what's that moth yeah sweet 20 quid put it out and, and within like a few weeks someone got a tattoo and we started being like okay should should this be our logo? Is right. this like is this in the same us? sense? I guess it's kind of like the um, when a band puts out an album and the thing from the album just becomes bigger than the back. Like like with Nirvana, you have the Angel from In Utero, or mm-hmm. well, there's loads of things from different bands. Oh, we have the FF on yeah yeah Foo Fighters album yeah yeah, and and that, that mafia yeah, just became such a big part of the band. But we all actually kind of hate it. <laughs> I hate it personally because. Um, this is really lame, but because it's not anatomically correct, moths don't have skeletons, and oh, something, something about rude. my something about my brain, I everything has to make sense. It's, right. it's a terrible trait to have. But so once I once um, once I realised that, I was like, oh God, uh, can we just get rid of this? But then it's like, whenever we would try to do stuff without the moth, people would be like, do you have any of the moth stuff? And we'd be like. Oh, we will do soon. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll do some it's moths. funny though, isn't it? These things, you know, it's just. I bet there's someone out there right now. Well, not right now, but there'll be someone out there soon listening to this. And when you drop that, moths don't have skeletons. They're going to be like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, yeah, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, so it's, someone's going to really go off their tattoo. Sorry about that. <laughs> just they're going to go to the tattoo artist and be like, fill the rest in. Yeah. I want a whole moth now. <laughs> that skeleton. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, is there any cold gun tattoos yet? 
Not what is it? What is your logo thing? You, you know what about it? You this know, is I something. Seen one when we started the band. This was one of the first things we started to think about mm-hmm. because I because I said to Bess, I knew the I knew the power of having a logo or an emblem or whatever you want to call it, um, and we 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 really didn't want the obvious one would be like some sort of cold gun, <laughs> like someone said, like a gun in a nice. But the thing is, we. We didn't want to have any association with guns. I know that sounds really like this is this is really boys. This is like an existential <laughs> crisis right now. But basically, you know when a band name is just a band name for the sake of just being a band name, we kind of wanted that like Foo Fighters. Yes. Yeah. Like there's no Foo anywhere. I, I don't think on <laughs> with them. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Weren't Foo Fighters the it's it's UFO, slang isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but um, well, they have they ever done anything with aliens? No, no. Apart no. from that that little Reagan thing on the on the first uh, album, but that, yeah. that's it though. Well, Dave yeah. says he kind of re- like your story with the with the moth. He yeah. says he sort of regrets that because yeah. if he'd known where they were going to go with that band, he'd have picked something better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's a bad name. I think with, no, oh, it's, a, yeah, it's a cool name. It's right. With us, rather than having um, rather than having because we we thought about this for ages. We were like. We need something that can be on a sticker and on a shirt, and that is just us. And then what we realized is you can't sometimes you can. If you've got if you've got a really obvious um, you know, like with your with your old band, for example, the S and the one makes total sense because mm-hmm. it, but we're with us. We we tried a bunch of things and nothing felt right. So we realized what a lot of what happens with a lot of bands, rather than them having a logo that's matches up with the name it's often a piece of imagery from a record or an ep that then sort of becomes like for example the blink smiley face is was just an artwork originally or like the um again again with the nirvana in utero thing that people think that's their logo but it's just it was just a bit of art so yeah we, ha- we haven't got anything yet but i think we're we're definitely going to try and have some stuff on our artwork mm-hmm. <laughs> that people could get tattooed. So it's a latch on to. Do you, have you, do you, are you, how are you with CDs and stuff? Like, it's a bit of a random question, but I collect CDs in that. But I know, like, there's a lot of bands that now will just skip that altogether and be like, hey, it's a short tape run. Here's a vinyl pressing. So, what, what's your physical release stuff looking like? So, um, we're with, um, we're with Venn Records, um, at the moment, um, which is Lags from Gallows, and he's a total dude. Um, we have an EP that's going to come out. It was supposed to come out this year, mm-hmm. but the production times, the vinyl lead times and the CD lead times because of numerous reasons, whether it's Brexit or the pandemic or when that ship got stuck in that canal. <laughs> <laughs> everything's just... Everything's My just, fucking records are on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fucking that, that's records where our CDs are. But, um, essentially, um, we're hopefully going to put out CDs and vinyl um, in the new year, we we definitely don't want to forget about CDs because I love C- I like I like CDs, mm-hmm. um, and and I think so far some of the older people who've been in crowds we've played to always ask if we have CDs, don't they? Yeah, like it's, yeah. Uh, they're still on the boat. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, they're on the boat. They're just turning the boat around. Yeah, <laughs> when they sort that, is that sorted now? Yeah, good. Yeah, that good. I think oh, I should be here then. Where, where are they? <laughs> that um, I think that. Um, affected something like four percent of global shit i don't know what it was there's something there was when that ship got stuck in that canal 
the the ripple effect globally in that of of all commerce and industry was something like four percent didn't sound like a lot, but like oh man, the whole world. Like, yeah, for, it was it fuck, that fuck shit. Up. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine being like the guy that did that. Like I like like you often think, oh, I'm having a bad day, but like <laughs> how long till you call that one in? Do you know what I mean? Because like you sat there, you know it's happened. Everyone can see it. Mm-hmm. How long until you pick up that radio and go? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> just like, dude. I get panicky if I'm doing a three point turn and there's like one or two people waiting behind me in Tesco's. I'm like sweating. I'm like, mm-hmm. Let alone uh, that. I would have been on the first lifeboat, just pegging it down the other end of the canal to try and just get out of there. Just, don't, don't just head to the wilderness for like a few weeks. Lay down, lay low. <laughs> yeah, hide. Well, we just before um, Sick Ones went on hiatus, we had a, a meeting with Lags at Venn. Mm. Mm. And uh, we were talking about doing a split seven inch with a some, I don't know who, who it would have been, but a band from the States. And we didn't feel like we had all the time with, with the chains and mm-hmm. this stuff and life things that have to happen and stuff that we could really, and pandemic, mm-hmm. commit to, um, to really go in a hundred, like, like you say, you know, larking about, but at yeah. a professional <laughs> level. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm kind of, maybe maybe we made the right choice there because um, we would oh, yeah. still wouldn't have our fucking records. Yeah, they'd be on the boat. <laughs> how, um, out of curiosity, how long yeah. do you uh, take the chains? How long are you a mayor for? Mm, is um, it a yearly thing or is it a couple of years? Yeah, so like? uh, May just gone, I got these, and then May coming uh, or next May, um, I will either hold on to them for dear life and mm-hmm. go for a, another vote. Or I will hand them off to. It's usually your deputy mayor, right? Because right. it's like traditionally, it's like they have earned their stripes. They've watched you, got you, um, do your job, and so they've learned, or they've filled in for you and got the experience. You, and, have you told them about all punk bands and things? Um, my deputy mayor is actually kind of punk rock herself. Yes, actually, yeah, thing, she's yeah, in yeah. a she's in a band herself, not a punk band, sick. but. Um, so yeah, she's yeah she's rad actually. Shout, shout, uh, shout out Sarah, but um yeah, I, so I don't know, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that would want me to go again, mm-hmm. but it's pretty full on. I'm mm-hmm. six months in, and it, my time is not my own. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. it's nice, but you belong. You, I don't belong hundred percent to me. I sort of belong right to them as well, and so. I have to go and do things and be in, and be in certain places at certain times, and and it is time consuming. And it's like I think about it now, um, with with working, with podcasting, with being a mayor, with being a town councillor, with moving out into a new place. Mm-hmm. In six weeks, I don't think I've had a day off. Oh man, do you know what I mean I've been at work or I've then been off doing something or hanging out with my girlfriend or whatever? So it's just like that. I haven't had any day where i'm like i'm not doing anything today mm-hmm. just off so it's, it is mad so i think once this year is up there will be a big part of me that's like that was really rad i didn't fuck it up there was no scandals <laughs> um do you know i mean no one died on my watch <laughs> so it's time, oh, man, it's time to give cross to yeah, someone else there's still time there's still, there's still time, time for don't death anything out <laughs> uh death and scandal there was always time for death and scandal oh man um but uh yeah yeah so um yeah soon Six months and then uh, and then I'm out. But th- so you can cool. go again. You can go again. So I might. I've been toying with the idea of flipping back down to deputy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't know. It's a time thing. Once yeah. that's up, it'd be nice to just like carve out some schedule mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I remember what it was like to have more time. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, what the fuck am I going to do? Dude. And I'll fill it with something else. I uh, <laughs> I was chatting to our drummer about this. We were on a, on a late night drive last night and I was sort of saying, get to the point in life where, you know, you, you, know, you sort of get to that age of... Um, you get to that age where you are an adult now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely an adult now. I'm, I'm, I'm 26, I'm, so I'm finally an adult. And like, I have my own free will and like, I can choose to do whatever I want with my time. Yeah. Yet I still manage to, like, to complain no matter what the city, like I'm like, like last night I was like, God, this is, starting, this is tiring. I'm having like the best time, but I'm like, I'm tired. It'd be nice to just stay home actually. And then I think, well, but if I was at home, I'd be complaining I wasn't here. And you just right. re- you realize as an adult, the grass is just always greener yeah, in you, any situation. Yeah, you're fucked. Whatever you do, dude. It's a, I re- I just <laughs> want to be life. <laughs> that's life. Like now I know why people say to kids like just enjoy it while you can, kid. Like your your priority is like RuneScape or Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but like I'm having existential crises every day. Oh no! It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's crazy. And in the pandemic, I mean, because like, uh, in Sick Ones, we were, like you guys, we were, we were very driven and we wanted to be professional in what we did, but we wanted to have fun, obviously, and enjoy it and, 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 have, and have that creativity come easily. Um, but we did so much. And when we'd go and do like a European tour, we'd be like, oh, that's really sick and we enjoy it. But then it's like, what's next? Mm. And then you go and you go, what's next? Oh, you want to go to America? Yeah, yeah, do that. What's next? Oh, well, we know we're coming back and playing House of Vans with Cancer Bats now. Okay, great. Boom. What's next? Cancer Bats tour. Take any tour. Blah, blah, blah. EP, this, that, and that. And you're doing all these bucket list things or you're doing all these things that you're like, you always wanted to do that you dreamt of doing in school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it took the pandemic to like sit everyone on their ass and go, stop, you can't do this now. For me to look back and be like, oh, I wish maybe I just stopped and just was a bit more mindful in those situations. Mm -hmm. Just smell the roses a little bit more. Although I remember moments in America, just like when when you can tell you're in a moment that's happening and you just think, "Mm, I'm going to take all this in right now. I'm just going to quietly sit here and just like record this for me. Do you know what I mean? Like we all have those, those moments, but it's just kind of like, it's weird, isn't it? You realize you do loads of cool shit, but it never, it's almost like not enough until you stop. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you go, oh, that was really great. So it's one of those things, isn't it? Where if we did say, oh no, well, we, you know, I'm tired and it's like, I just want to go and do nothing. And then you stop and you go, oh, wait, that was all so fucking cool. Like maybe I need to go and do it again. And then it's, it's yeah, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Absolutely. Really. I constantly have to tell myself that with, um, well, the, the whole when when we started this band and, and especially recently because we've actually been able to do shows in the past two months I would always say like this band I'm going to try and enjoy things and be a little bit less just anal about things because with Holding Absence I was so because I was sort of the member of that band that was I guess almost like the, the manager figure and you know every band's got the one who actually oh like, Charlie for us was yeah the, the commander of every know, band's yeah. got a commander who's like right then boys get in the van we're going here or like this is where we're going for dinner and we're loading it this time that sort of thing and um i remember holding absence i for years and years and years when we were doing the the sort of smaller things like all the pubs and, and whatnot and you know as fun as it is you do deal with a lot of just shit for a, for a better want of a better word um I remember being like, 
right, we're playing Download Festival. I'm finally going to be happy. That's the day I'm going to like, <laughs> like that's it. That's, that's like, that's what everything's led up to. You play the Download set, it's just exactly the same as the set in the pub the night before. And for a second, you're like, wow, this is brilliant. Like you get to post a picture of you on stage and all that. And then the next day you're like, right, next year I want to play the bigger stage at Download. And yeah. you're back in the trenches. Uh-huh. Just, and 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 you realize, wow, yeah, you, you just don't take things for yeah, you you yeah, you take everything for granted. You 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 don't take a second to uh, to appreciate what you've done and where you're at. But so with this band, I'm trying to like not be less. I'm still fairly serious, but I am trying to be like, this is just awesome. We're getting to make music. It's the whole again. It's the whole Dave Grohl thing of saying like when making music is the success, not the success. Like. Right. You should be happy and you should be having fun when you're making music, whether that's in the garage or at a show. Yeah. But yeah, it's very easy to get bogged down with all of the um, trying to turn it into a career stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like the pandemic kind of helped kind of switch everyone's kind of mindset on that. Cause like mm. not being able to do everything then you're like, you're so appreciative of like everything you can do when it comes back. So like being able to go in like a little venue now and just play a sweaty show, it's like, Oh my god, this is the best thing like ever. This is yeah. like this is why like we do it. We fucking love this shit. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's been an interesting couple of years, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> Last night um was one of those shows. Um it was in Swindon. It was in this little venue in Swindon and um which, which venue? Uh, the, the Vic. Vic. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right, yeah. It was one of those shows where a few things went wrong. Like, you know, some there were some power issues, something went wrong with the drums, there were some some bits and bobs. And but it was still like, it was one of the best shows we've played because the vibe was just, we were having fun. Mm. So the crowd were having fun. Everyone was on the same page and it was just awesome. And, and it made me realize if I'd, have, if I'd have gone into that show with the attitude of this is gonna be shit because something's going wrong. And then when it does go wrong, be angry. And it's just the whole show would just be a write-off. So mm. I, I've started to realize it is your attitude. I, I feel like, again, <laughs> without, without being like, we PMA solves everything. In a way, it kind of does right. when, when it comes to touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I often find the days where I'm, I am being a little bit negative, that seems to be the days where things go even more wrong for me. Like, I'll have a bad show and I'll bang my head when I'm trying to get yeah. off the stage. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, Henry Rollins said that, um, he, he, there's a great quote from him, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'll sort of paraphrase it, where it was, it was like, if you show up to that venue and there's... Um, three people there that's not their fault yeah you know it's mm-hmm. not or one guy in the audience that's not his fault that he's the only one there he's paid yeah his ticket mm-hmm. to come and see you guys and it in in like he but basically what he's saying is you have to play like there's a hundred more of mm-hmm. him because it's not his fault no, no exactly but, but it's hard yeah, yeah. the, 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 the cool. funny thing with this tour as well is because like it's like like it's a lot of people's first like one, a lot of people's first gig back after the pandemic and like we get to be that band that like they see and they feel live music again like you feel the kick drum in your chest and like the bass and everything yeah. there's been a couple of nights as well like I always like to ask and they're I'd be like is this anyone's like first gig back and they're like there's someone would be like this is my first gig ever yeah. and you're standing there like oh shit like you we're, think that some of those kids, we're your first experience like, two years got knocked off the calendar yeah, right so there's there's kids who would like look like they've been to loads of shows mm-hmm. yeah but haven't because, so they would yeah. have gone to loads when they were 14 but now they're like 16 and they're only just going to a gig because they, they haven't had a chance 
It's, it's mental when you think of it. But like they that. spend more though, don't they? Yeah, hopefully. Well, they spend more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what we, but, want. Uh, we, we often find as well, like the, um, the people you meet. <laughs> yeah, we just glide past that yeah, yeah. money talk. <laughs> We're not businessmen, <laughs> musicians. We often find that the people you meet in the in the sort of strangest of places, you know, and, and nine times out of ten, that will will be a pub in what the professionals would call as like a B market or a C market or whatever. The, often the people you meet there are the people who actually then come back to shows, and they're the people who are really vocal on social media, always praising you. The people, the people who see you in the A markets, you know, your Londons and your and your Cardiffs and your Bristols, those are the sort of fair weather people because they get to see so many bands. Mm that they don't I, don't, I don't feel like they, not always, they, it. yeah, they don't, they don't connect as much. Yeah. They're not like, thank you for coming to our town. Cause they're like, oh, I'm going to another gig that's even better tomorrow. Uh-huh. And you guys were cool. Yeah, I'll see you again in a few years. Whereas, whereas, yeah, like last night, people in Swindon were like, come back next year. Like you guys were amazing. Like one guy came up and he was like, again, a bad take, but he was like, you're the best band that's ever played yet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, nice, nice yeah, band. I hate that stuff. It's nice, that stuff. Yeah. I hate that stuff as well because it's all almost like, you're talking out your ass. Yeah. <laughs> none of this is like, you no. might as well be coked up because yeah. I don't yeah. believe anything you fucking say. Yeah. You sound like Lester than Jake and you're the best band. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Fucking talking my ear. Um, yeah, I had that in. Uh, we were in Mansfield, Ohio, and oh, okay. it was snowing and it was a bit bleak, mm-hmm. and all those houses were boarded up, and it was like Rust Belt America. Oh, and wow. a guy came out the venue, and it wasn't even particularly, I would say, a noteworthy show, mm-hmm. other than that Ben had American flag boxer shorts on. Yes. We got on and started playing, and he did a little strip thing and pulled them down thinking that the Yanks were going to be like, ah, hell yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Morocco and that. And they just looked at him like, are you disrespectful? Like, because, oh, no. you know, he's got the flag wrapped around his cock and he's a British dude. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So there was a moment where I thought the crowd was going to oh, turn oh, off. No. He was doing it like, we love America. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they were all like, you disrespecting our flag. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was weird. So it was odd to see them... It's odd to see him have to charm them round into actually being like, oh, yeah, this is sick. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But um, we got outside and it was, as I said, it was snowing. So I was just kind of like, just catching a minute. Just didn't want to be out there too long. Just mm-hmm. letting the sweat get cold or whatever. <laughs> yeah. or freeze on you. Freeze <laughs> on treat. <laughs> I just needed some space and some air, you know, you know. And this guy came out and he was like almost as big as me. And he was basically sobbing. Because he was like, no one comes to this town and does oh. anything. Oh. Which is, which I was like, Dive Bomb are your hometown band. Like, they're yeah, sick. They're rural, like, they're yeah. so good. Um, but, like, he was like, yeah, no one comes here. And he was like, I've, and he's never left his state. And, like, and he was really moved that, like, wow. anyone, like, and I didn't have the heart to say, like, it's just on the itinerary. I just show up. We just show up where <laughs> yeah, we yeah. books. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hope he doesn't I'm sorry, mate. I didn't choose to play here, but, but I'm here mm-hmm. and it's been nice. But it was just like, for, for him, it was like, oh, like, you'd, like we'd come in, like, chosen, like, Mansfield. Mm-hmm. We're coming for you. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Like, we just arrived to play. That's where we were told uh, to play by the booking agent. So I was t- <laughs> but it was interesting because he was just like crying, basically. Yeah, and it was, and I wonder, like, 
in those situations, I kind of like wonder, like, what what is your life when you go home? Mm. What happens? What happens, dude? To you? Like, something what is your life like. Mm. I actually really like those experiences now because for the longest time, so. To be honest, with with this ba- with starting an, another band again, mm. um, especially a, especially a band which, on first glance, you know, we're, we're not a political band. We're not like our band doesn't really have a mission statement uh, or a really obvious mission statement. Mm. And coming from Holding Absence World, that band sort of um, adopted quite an easy mission statement in the sense that it's emotional music for like emotional young people, really. Um, so with this band, I was a bit, I was a bit like torn of like, do we like, what what are we doing this for? I think it, it come coming from punk rock and like like all my favorite bands, you know, whether it's Bad Religion or Refused or or Propaganda or whoever else, I was like, oh, this is is this like just self serving like rubbish? Right. Then, and 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 we spoke spoke um, randomly as we were starting this band. I was speaking to Will um, from Creeper in Salem about this loads, and I was like, man, I feel like. I don't want to do a political band, but I need to know that there's more to this band than just me trying to be cool and just playing guitar. And um, well, he was like, well, yeah, man, of course there is. You know, you're providing escapism and like a good time for someone that might have nothing else to look forward to. And then, right. so now I think of it like that. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Like if someone in Swindon came and cried to me last night and was like, man, like, I can't believe you're here. Now I'd be like, oh my God, that's great. I've actually, you know, it's, it's not like I've helped them in the same way that like, you know, I'm hardly Mother Teresa or anything. <laughs> but like, it's cool to know that you've made someone else happy. Yeah. You know, it's cool to know that this isn't just us two, like, you know, jerking each other off with guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And it sounds, kind of sounded like I didn't appreciate that guy in that story i did it's oh just, no for it's sure just weird when a massive man cries on you Dude, in, a town, in a town that do you want me to do that later um yeah <laughs> a little group cry sesh. take me back take yeah. me back make me feel important again um yeah it's it is it is interesting that like how people respond mm. to to things because again like once you've put it out there you have no control over the fandom mm-hmm. or, or whatever and it is it is weird that you know um it's it's it, like those experiences that you think when you're in school and you're like listening to these bands and you're reading about them and stuff and, and Kerrang and other, other things like that. And you think, God, their life sounds so cool. These people just like chase the bus and want to like, oh, I want to come in, like Beatlemania. And like, oh, I'm that mad. And that's, and then when you do something that people really connect to and they really love and they come and tell you about it and it is a bit like what you've read about and mm. people do get kind of emotional, act a little strange or, or, um, maybe cross a boundary or something and tell you that you sound like less than Jake. Um, <laughs> it's like, just feels a bit weird, doesn't it? And it's sort of like, there's a weird conversation that I've had to myself where it's like, well, kind of like, that was what you're going for, isn't it? You're going for like, like some success and people yeah. really enjoying what you do. And you wanted, you wanted your music to be enjoyed beyond you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the route that you have to take. And you knew that. But then, like, you know, when you give someone a drumstick and they start crying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I've read about it and I thought mm-hmm. that would be a weird, cool experience. But, yeah. when it, but in the moment, it's like, I feel nothing. This yeah. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. I guess um... But it, mean, it does mean something after the fact when you think about it. 
But yeah. in, and you go, oh, well, okay, well, that was like, I hope I handled that right. Or I hope that I didn't mm. feel like, like I didn't care or something. Yeah. But, but in the moment, it, I'm like, I'm not socially equipped for this. <laughs> no, it can be, it can be really, it can be really hard socially sometimes. I always just think about like, I have to sometimes just remind myself that I was that person. Like, I didn't do as much. Oh, I've of never it. been that. I've never uh, been, so I've been crying on. I oh, oh yeah, not quite. I was the big oh, guy. Man, oh, sorry, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a period though where like, and 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 you don't really know why. I guess it is just an adoration or, or or respect for these musicians. But like, there's maybe for like a year or two when I was like 15, 16, where I would just sort of lurk around the city and hope that I'd bump into someone. Right. And I wouldn't really know what I was hoping to get from the transaction and meeting them. It was more just a case of like, ah, you're, 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 ah, I love you, man. Like, and that, that, but it's funny to think like that back then did so much for me. I'd be buzzing off that for a week. You know, if I, right. if I was, if I was in, you know, I, I remember being in Cardiff and, and, you know, bumping into, I don't know, someone from like the Descendants or something. I'd be like, oh my God, I like, I, I, I can't believe this. And then now if I did that, I'd be like, oh, hey man, like, like your band. Right. And that, that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Is that you think that that's going to be really cool when you, when you finally get to hang out and like rub shoulders with these, these people, or maybe you're in a, you, you're supporting a band and backstage is their friend who's a big deal or something. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, that's great because there's those, you know, I get to die. And then you get in that position and you're like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know? want to be a punisher. Right. Mm. Or, or, or you've seen enough of it and you've grown up past that point then. Mm -hmm. or, the, or the success that leads you to those moments comes past the point where you would have enjoyed it the most. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go, oh, that kind of would have been quite cool like five years ago. But it's just kind of like, eh, no. I think, um, and you kind of almost feel a bit like, have I, you know, am I like, have I kind of bored all of the uh, enjoyment out of this? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, I think you just got to take stock, haven't you? Like sometimes I'll, I'll look back and think, wait a minute, fifteen-year-old James would be like, mm -hmm. just, just could, like for example, this, this, um, holding absence. Uh, a few years back, got to tour with the band. Called, well, we we did these festivals in Germany with the band called Stick to Your Guns, and they for me when I was like fifteen. They were like my gateway hardcore band. They were the band that, you know, wasn't the coolest hardcore band in the world to be into, but they were inspired by the coolest, you know, they, that band then got me into bad religion and got me into propaganda and trial and all these cool like bands to be into. And we toured with them and, and just hanging around, around with them every day. I was like, oh yeah, these guys are really nice. Like I used to love their band sort of thing. And I thought nothing of it. And then there was a couple of nights where I, where I shouted for them on stage and stuff. And then, I think it hit me like a month later when I got home. I was like, oh my God, imagine telling like 15 year old James right. who would like do anything for that band that he, you know, he'd be there. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about is when you, when you finally get to do those things, you've kind of grown up so much and matured so much that they don't hit in the way that, that you'd think they would when you conceived them as conceived the idea. Mm -hmm. So when we did the Dead Kennedys tour, yes, that was cool, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And turning around and seeing the, the DK backdrop yeah. um, was fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it's weird. You sort of like just weird yourself out about it because you kind of go, yeah, cool. This is cool. Yeah. Do you have anyone that would get you like... Dave Grohl, I would be like, oh, Dave, I love you. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It is weird because you know it's cool and you love it. 
Uh, but there, but yeah, like we were saying, it's like, what's next? And mm. and there's a just like it's kind of like sometimes I think it's like for me the dream really now is to like get to the point where they're your peers rather than like a one time like yeah. to the point where like rather than being like oh my god Dave Grohl, it'd be like oh Dave, do you want to come and like work on a track like you know like yeah how how for example like um, you want them to respect you that band like Royal Blood now has like Lars from Metallica even well this is this, this is a terrible thing because it's just Lars but you know what I mean like. Uh, I remember like Royal Blood coming out and they played Red In and it's like Lars from Metallica's watching them, like Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys is watching them, like and they've they've just done a song with Josh Homme and like that is now where you know you'd like to be rather than just getting to support them maybe like once or twice or bump into them at a festival or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Is that if you go if you come over to these people in that fan mode, then they're going to put you in fan mode, yeah. and that's kind of what I meant. Is that when when if you see these people at a function or a, a function, if you see these people <laughs> at, 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 at backstage or whatever, um, you don't want them to be like, oh, it's just a fan. Do you know what I mean? You kind of want to be. You want to treat them like normal and ha and be like, oh, I, you know, I really like what you did or it meant a lot to me. But you don't want them to walk away thinking, all right, I'm going to avoid that guy later if I see him at the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean? so true. So but true. it's kind of difficult sometimes, isn't it? Because you want to, you want to like, steal that person's time and have mm -hmm. a proper conversation and do this, like, oh, man, and have yeah. a proper conversation. But you also don't want to be like, am I just talking 100 miles an hour? I think as well, they probably have those conversations with so, so many people and you're like, I just don't want to be like another one of the, I prefer to like not say anything than to like put yourself in like that box of just, there he fucking is again, that one you fucking. Yeah, I met that Jonathan Pye guy who does that. Oh yeah. And I, I just. The news, he does the news report. The news thing. Mm. And I was like, Jonathan. And he looked and I was like, sup? And I just left it. I was like, he'll probably remember that more than being like, hey, you're that man off YouTube. Yeah. So I just want to be like, hi, like, but don't like, leave it. Not that I have any like real like gushing love for him, but it was like, sometimes I feel like, and like Ben, Ben Elton or whatever, that stand-up yeah. guy, I met him, um, oh, he's in Froome, just after he'd done his first stand-up show in like, I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hey, how's it going? He was like, cool. Uh, and I was like, uh, how was the show? Just just talk to them yeah. normal. And then was like, oh, I'm glad it went well. You know, catch, yeah. catch you next time. And it was, you could tell that, that sometimes they're a bit like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Phil Jupiter. So I met, and I was like, where, where are you playing tonight? And he was like, oh, just down there. I was like, oh, it's a lovely place. And it's just, just yeah. you just don't, if you just get on a level with them, then they're not like, so you just get weird about it. They yeah, just don't want to hang out with it's, you. It's probably quite refreshing for them, really, just to have someone, because, like, at the end of the day, like, you look, like, like especially bands as well, like, you look at bands, you think, oh, my God, they're like, you see them on stage, like, oh, my God, amazing, like, they're my heroes or whatever. But, like, ultimately, they've just been fucking about for years <laughs> and years, but yeah. just to a high standard and keeping it going. They're just a person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, with, um, with uh, so we had Huey Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals, he was, backing us a lot and playing us on BBC Six and he lived in Froome and I was at the time pre-sick ones I was doing a radio show and he was doing a radio show and I was just cool to him when I saw him for like a, like a year and I didn't tell him I did radio I didn't tell him I did anything because I didn't want to be one of these parasites that are like mm, yeah. oh come and come and go on my radio come on my radio oh, show or listen to my radio show oh do you want to play on this track with on my, my band and we'll do this and for so for a year I was just cool just treating him like normal he knew I knew who he was but just cool and then when I had something of some substance to to you know they're invested they care then and mm -hmm. it's like and then they take you seriously and then he was 
opened some doors and was like really supportive. That's but cool. if I'd gone over to, to him the first time I met him, yeah. I'd be like, oh, oh, you know, oh Scooby Snacks. Oh, you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be playing sick ones on, no, on, exactly. on the BBC because he'd it. just be like, oh, oh fuck's sake, my guy. It's interesting. It is. I, I had a, a funny friendship happen over lockdown. Um, so um, um, you're probably familiar with um, Dirty Sanchez back in... I saw that. You've been running with yeah, Pritchard, well, this, this is a weird one because I sort of... Obviously, when I was... When we were, like, in that perfect age of, like, sort of MTV being a big thing and, and, and you know, it was music on it and it was basically all day you'd have like Limp Biscuit and Blink-182 and then in between that you'd have Jackass or Dirty Sanchez on the telly the Dudesons and the Dudesons mm-hmm. dude the Dudesons are probably my favourite I find those <laughs> so funny like they're it's the Scandinavian like mannerisms and stuff but um and I noticed that um, Pritchard runs around a loop that literally passes my flat every day right. and um this one day I just mail I was like I'd love to go for a run with that guy just to see, you know, just, just have a chat with him. He'd, he'd be a cool running partner to have because I, I didn't have anyone to run with. So I just hit him up out of the blue. Like, don't know him. He doesn't know What, me. in the street or? Oh, just, just on just on, uh, oh, on Messenger. Right. And I was like, hey, man, um, fancy a run? And he was just like, yeah, sounds good, man. See you in the morning. I was like, <laughs> and then the, the first few times I ran with him, I just didn't, I didn't, there were so many things I wanted to ask him. You yeah. Know, like, like, how is it? Uh, well, I can't really say any of this stuff on the podcast, but just you, you can know, say all, whatever the fuck you the, want. You know, how is it cutting your finger off on that one episode? Like, what was it like drinking a pint from someone's ass? You know, just the things like, <laughs> you know, like all these the burning questions. How is like, that, like how is that have you got any scars? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. But I was just, I was just cool with him, just speaking to him, like, like any minute. Oh, how's things going? You been up to much recently? And um, then the next day, he was like, "Should we run again tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." And I started to be like. This is pretty cool. Like, we're sort of like, I'm running with someone who, when I was younger, I would. He was like a celebrity at that point, and you know, he, he like, still is. I mean, he's yeah. he has um he's had some like a, a pretty successful vegan cookbook yeah, come out. Yeah, he's done the he's done the whole wreckhead to sober like Iron Man thing that so many people in punk have done. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah, and uh, Dayton. Yes, he's in your neck of the woods isn't he yeah 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 you, they, do you know him um a little bit not as right. well not as well i knew him when i was younger through skateboarding um but not so much now right. but um yeah it was it was it was one of those things i was very aware not to be a punisher and tried not to pry even though i wanted to yeah so and and it, it, i think he probably appreciated that because if if i'd have gone in straight away like first minute of the runs so i, I was I was Dirty Sanchez then. He'd just be like, oh, mate, like... Still got that ring in your knob. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might just ask that. You're still carrying bricks for your dick. Yeah, yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and as, as a result, obviously, like, Gained His Trust, he's told me a lot of really interesting stories that have, you know, made running with him a breeze because we don't realise how much the run sucks. It's just we're, you know, sharing funny stories back and forth because, you know, we both do such strange things with our, with our lives. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just... It's, yeah, advice to anyone out there, don't be a punisher. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. I'm very aware that there's a few times in this conversation where I've been like, oh, he's crying on me. I sound like a complete dick. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just odd. You just find it odd to me. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I've got a fr- um, Charlie's got, um, Charlie and Sickness, he's got a f- one of his best friends is in, really into trail running. Oh, cool. And he got chatting to this guy and um, they became quite close and they started sharing like, ideas and, and just generally being like enjoying the culture and sharing that you know this this hobby of theirs it turned out it was like the singer of Def Cab for Cutie 
Really? No. It's just, but like they don't really talk music or anything like that. Wow. They just they just do their trail running yeah. stuff. And he's aware, obviously, that he's in this cool band. But like, um, yeah, it's odd, isn't it? It's quite healthy to have a hobby completely outside of music. Yeah. Like, I sometimes I'm in the mood to some days I'm in the mood to talk music, and I'm like, oh god, I love music; it's the best thing in the world. Like, I could just talk about it all day. And then other days, if it's someone who's okay, actually, no. I don't, I don't mind talking about music to people who've also done it. So like we could have a conversation about music and touring and everything. But if it's someone who, where it's more of a one-sided conversation and they just want to ask things, I'd rather just talk about them. I'd rather ask, I'll meet up with one of my best friends who, who has a more sort of normal life and he'll ask me about the band. And I'm like, oh, can we, tell me about accounting. How's accounting going, man? Like yeah. I want to know everything. Like. I'd way prefer to just. You do end up feeling like a scratch record a little bit, don't you? Because you end up, mm. you end up going over this. I don't know. Like I started a, a new job recently, mm -hmm. and and I felt like in the first week or two, I had the same, almost like the same script mm -hmm. over and over with people because they, oh, you're in a band, are you? And you go, this oh, does um, extra work, so he uh, times that by a hundred. Right, he meets. So many people. And yeah. and it, you just have this like go-to of like answers, don't you? Of mm -hmm. like, just kind of, it's almost like a, a, a dialogue tree in a, a video game. It's like, which one do I pick? I'll go. Mm -hmm. I'll you go you pick the right ones every time though, after like the first, the first five goes, you know exactly what to say. Exactly, right? So your options diminish to like the line. I yeah. never know whether to say, it's a very British thing, but I never know whether to be really overly humble and just say it sucks or be or sometimes <laughs> sometimes be like actually yeah it's the coolest thing in the world i love it because that's what i some say I, it's I just not don't, for the week uh, yeah it's not not for you <laughs> you would no, never you figure it out from there <laughs> but yeah. yeah so sometimes i just don't like like i've had conversations where my i yeah, i'm like oh yeah it's not that good like i'd love to have a job like you and then i'm other days where i'm like no way i love yeah. being in a band Strange, isn't it? It's mm. different. Sometimes we wake up with a hat on that we didn't like choose to put on, and it's just, mm. just yeah. Is that, I've, I've had, I mean, with with the mayor thing, it's like I was trying to just go and do a bit of shopping the other day, and I was every few meters, I was getting stopped, and it's really lovely. It's really, really lovely that people know who you are and they want to talk to you. People can't miss you, man. You. I know, I know how yeah. it is as well. They can't miss you and stuff, but it's like, like, like I mean, like yesterday I went to buy a sofa. And the guys in the sofa place wanted a picture of me on the sofa and then took a picture of me carrying the sofa out of the place. Do you know what I mean? It was like, mm -hmm. it's a bit like, I just want to get a sofa. <laughs> I don't really Did you want get a picture sofa? of me carrying a sofa on Facebook. Do you know it's weird. Like, but you go, yeah, cool. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> easier to just go, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put my feet up on your sofa. How, um, how do you find being tall? Uh, Seeing it's like you're one of the only people I know who's like my height-ish or even bigger. Um, bigger. Um, no. yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, my favorite line is when people go, I'm, oh, I'm, um, they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm only about 6'3". And I go, oh yeah, I remember when I was 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. That's good. I always say um, people go um, like... Um, I was 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People always go, oh, how tall are you? And I'm like, oh, too, I just say, oh, too tall. <laughs> too tall for yeah. you, honey. Like, um, 
It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I, uh, some days I'm just really not in the mood for it. And it like really makes me feel like too seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like some, sometimes I like it. Like if it's like a nice old lady in a cafe and she says it in a really endearing manner, kind of like the guy who said you about less than Jake, it's sort of like, oh, aren't you tall? I'm like, mm, fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I am. <laughs> Thanks, but Doris. Day, it's, if it's just like some fucking dickhead dude, Who's like, oh fucking don't hit your head now, but and I'm just like, I'm like oh, man, like mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say like you're fat or like you're short. Like, mm. come on. It's so annoying. Yeah. And the amount of times I get tagged in that that thing where like someone's printed out a card saying, Yes, I'm six foot uh ten and no, I don't play basketball and the weather is yeah. the same up here. And they go, Oh, and you need one of these. It's like, you have done the same thing as the people in the streets <laughs> yes. who asked me that fucking yeah. script. You just don't notice you've done it oh, man like i'm gonna reach in my pocket when someone says something silently give a card to someone like it's like just like socially that's way more effort than just going no i don't play basketball yeah <laughs> right but uh okay i'm aware that you probably need to sound check soon so what is next for cold gun have you got new music in the works have you what's what's happening yes we do oh yeah so it's it was meant to be out this year but it's going to be um start next year now stuck on the uh evergreen um, yeah still on the boat fit. Like whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our CDs are in the canal. We at the forgot moment. the songs, yeah. but they're on there, so yeah, we, yeah. we can't listen we'll to them. Yeah. yeah, so remind us. They're coming. Them. They're coming. But yeah, it'll be yeah, be um, be starting next year. Um, we're just playing loads of shows at the moment, so we're just going to be for the rest of this month. We're everywhere, just enjoying. We really are. Yeah, yeah. And then a bit a bit of time off for Christmas. Probably going to get our heads down and just write all the next stuff. Yeah, and then just play as many shows as possible next year. Sick. Has the Cold Gun got a Christmas classic single in them? We, do you know what? Um, yeah, we talked about this the day before. Yeah, our friend, oh, our, no. friend our friend you basically said, <laughs> our friend basically said, I'll do you a free studio time if you can do us a Christmas, but I, I just don't, I don't know. I'd love I think to you one. do it. I mean, you've, you've told people now. Yeah. You? So. We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Christmas right. songs are hard. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are, but if you distill all of the classics, it's true. like, there's not that much in this. Yeah, that's true. Maybe so we should get the, the jingle bell in the background. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All Stay right. Bells. Well, yeah. if we just do a normal song and just have the sample jingle bell just you throughout could. the whole of it. Well, a lot of the Christmas classic songs are like, is it Chris, Is it a Christmas song? Like, strange, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, true. true. Like Mad World. Well, we, we could Mad write Christmas like the diehard of Christmas songs. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Go and do that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> James of the Cold Gun. Go and do that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks very much. Big thank you to this week's guests, James and the Cold Gun. We're going to leave everything Cold Gun related in the show notes descriptions for you. Make sure you get in there, you pick up some merch, listen to some music, figure out when they're on tour next, and just generally support them because they're a great bunch of dudes and they deserve it. If you want to support this podcast, you can so by subscribing, by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can share it with a friend who you think will enjoy it. If you want to follow this podcast, you can on social media. It is at the Giant Pod. That's for Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Andy underscore TGP. This podcast was produced by the sharpest shooter, Harry Williams. We will see you next week on the Giant Pod. Thank you so much. Ciao.